Welcome to Transmissions Altmo, where we look at all the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, it's the end of an era as we have the review of the final Transformers comic from IDW Publishing, Shattered Glass 2, Issue 5. Today is Friday, December 16th, 2022, and this is episode 316 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that hopes Transformers video games will soon be reactivated. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Apollo, a.k.a. Robo Apollo. Hi, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hello. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep the show going. We really appreciate that. Uh, and if you'd like to become a Donatrion, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support, and that's where you can sign up. Uh, we get lo- You get lots of perks. You get some merchandise, bonus shows, lots of good stuff coming to you as a Donatrion. And this week we are welcoming two uh, – we are welcoming actually two Donatrions. So in the toy show, we only had one. Uh, but as we were recording, we got another one. So uh, gotta say, give a shout out. Two First days of all, two here, so <laughs> lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, through the ma- that that because we do these shows, uh, and uh, as you watch the show, that's when we're recording it. Nothing is nothing is pre-recorded. We are live. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we exist in these little boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, thank you for signing up to Septa Creeps. Uh, we, we gave you a big shout out in the toy show. Thank you again. Uh, continue to hang out on the Discord. Let us know what you think uh, we're doing, if you're enjoying it. And I believe you're enjoying Empire of Rust, the Transformers Live Play RPG podcast. So continue to listen to that. And now you get the bonus episodes. You get the bonus ones uh, now that you are a Donatrion. And uh, also, we want to welcome back uh, one of our longtime Donatrons, uh, Corey. Uh, uh, on the Discord, he now goes by Small Town Popo Thirty Eight. <laughs> so uh, uh, he's uh, he is a police officer, so that's uh, that's why he picked that uh, that handle there. Uh, but uh, Corey's been been on the Discord and been a Donatron for a long time. He dropped off for a little while, but now he is back. And he is back at a di- at the diecast Donatron level, so that's nice. uh, that's Thank pretty you. good. Ooh, that's that's a you know that's that's a that's a hefty uh, hefty contribution. We really appreciate that, Corey. So uh, thank you again for joining up, and uh, welcome back. Now, uh, both of you, since you are now are you know on the Donatrons and access have access to the Patreon, you can get access to our bonus early episodes of. Our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. Uh, this week we had released episode ninety-one, and this is the early bonus version of episode ninety-one. So it's only available on our Patreon page for our Donatrons, uh, and that came out this Monday, December twelfth. So you're going to have to wait just a couple more days to get 
the regular version of this episode, and that will be at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust this coming Monday on December 19th. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, this is a big episode. Uh, you've got some really exciting things happening, and I don't even want to say the title of the episode because it's kind of a giveaway as to what happens and what the surprise is. So uh, just be listening to this latest episode and enjoy uh and yeah it's i just gotta say it's exciting if you haven't been listening to empire of rust uh i mean i wouldn't say this is this this is the jumping on point but this is a this is a very pivotal episode so this is the episode daryl shows up <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 not that okay it's not that quite that pivotal but but it is pretty big it is pretty big so all right. Uh, now let's uh, start off the show. We're going to change things up a bit uh, before we get into our comic review this week. We're going to start off with a little bit of media news. So uh, this week, uh, or I guess last week, we had the uh, trailer for the new Transformers game, Transformers Reactivate. That trailer was uh, uh, shown at the Game Awards uh, last week. Uh, was premiered there. We did a reaction video on that. You can check that out on our YouTube panel or our YouTube page. Uh, you can see that's that's the um, uh, you know that's uh, where you can find our reaction. We did a discussion on that, but uh, Apollo was not there with us uh, unfortunately. So we wanted to give her a chance uh, to give her impressions on Transformers Reactivate. So uh, Apollo, what did you think? Yeah, well, I watched the trailer over the weekend, and um, it seems to be a very dark Transformers game, you know, like, you know, Transformers, you know, isn't normally like a very, you know, it's not super dark. I know they try to do that with um, the Siege series. Um, You know, it looks like humans are teaming up with bots, perhaps, um, in this game, just from this trailer. Um, But, um, yeah, it seems really interesting. It seems like an apocalypse survival type game. Like, you know, just from what I saw from the trailer, it was more like a, you know, like alien invasion type of thing, you know. And um, it looks like they were trying to bring online a bot in that trailer. Um, no, it seems interesting. Like I definitely want to learn more about this game. It seems, um, you know, it's interesting. It's, you know, people are always asking for more like, you know, darker transformers. Well, this is pretty dark, you know, in regards (laughs) to like how serious it is, you know, this is like apocalypse level (laughs) things happening, not just, you know, these, Autobots, not just Autobots and Decepticons throwing punches at each other, like in the G1 show. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. So let's, um, you know, I'd like to see more about it. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like any, anytime you want to, you want to signal the apocalypse, you gotta, you gotta have the Statue of Liberty in ruins. It's always, that's mm-hmm. always the go-to move. <laughs> so mm-hmm. There's an apocalypse, the Statue of Liberty got wrecked. So mm-hmm. then suddenly you're going to see Optimus Primal riding a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they blew it up. Yeah. You, you maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, one thing, and we did, I think we didn't catch this 
as we were doing the trailer reaction live, but I think Jeremy Jeremy noticed it as he was editing that video. On written on the face of the Statue of Liberty is a little reference to the tra- Transformers Marvel comic issue five that says, uh, you know, are all dead. So I mean, that was a cool little Easter egg there. Oh wow! Yeah, I think yeah. I think we saw that. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I saw it when I was doing the image. But then the the building was um, it had burger B E R G E R on it. And, yeah, uh, Daryl. I've been corrected on Twitter that he suggested it was Sean Berger from Megatron's Master Plan. I didn't know it was Sean, but uh, but yes, that is who I was leaning towards. I didn't know it was Sean, and I didn't know it was from the show. Uh, I thought it might have been from the comic, but and someone yes. on YouTube commented suggesting that maybe the aliens are the swarm from G two, like a modified version of that. And mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. You you have this race of unknown aliens. The swarm would be a great kind of um, enemy to fight that they're all basically identical. So it'd be easy to do in a video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they the same um, swarm that appear in the, uh, in the comic, the uh, IDW comic well, the- just before uh, Roberts takes over? No, that that swarm was Insecticon swarm. The mm. the swarm in the swarm in the G two comic was kind of this big blob entity like of right. darkness corruption thing. So it was it was not like individual things. It was a giant kind of cloud of yeah. So stuff. I mean, maybe they could take that idea and modify it for alien invasion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, so just to, you know, and and that leads us into our next uh, topic, because we did actually get some leaked cutscenes for the game. And this actually so I I mentioned in when we did the trailer reaction, I was kind of down on the on the initial uh, trailer because it it looked pretty generic. Like it didn't really look very Transformersy. Like when I when I first saw the trailer, I didn't even know it was for a Transformers game until the very end of the trailer where it said Transformers. Um, but these cutscenes have me a little bit more excited because for one thing in the cutscenes, I mean, you have basically there's two cutscenes. One is narrated by Starscream and it sounds very much like Steve Bloom is doing the Starscream voice. Then the other cutscene is narrated by Ratchet. And uh, they're both, uh, you know, giving some backstory as to what's going on in the game. Uh, he Ratchet gives a little bit more details about the swarm. Apparently, the swarm is composed of nanobots that are that can infect any technology. So that, uh, that, lines that up. sounds interesting. It lines up with Transform um, Origin. Some Transformium yeah. going on, maybe. <laughs> and uh, and Starscream in the, Starscream's cutscene indicates that the Autobots and Decepticons are working together to fight this new threat and working with humans. And you've got Shockwave like there as the scientist working to help you know fight back this swarm. And then Starscream speculating maybe Shockwave's got a little double cross planned. You know, once you deal with the swarm threat, Shockwave realizes, hey, I can turn this into a weapon, turn it up back on the Autobots. Then you've got another whole section of the game where maybe you got to fight the Decepticons at the end, you know, or or maybe you're fight you're playing as both Autobots and Decepticons in the game in different levels and different missions. So all that, I they should they, they should have led with that in the trailer. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Is all this all this information that uh, at least you know or or hinted or teased that a little bit more in the trailer because 
the trailer was not doing it for me, but these two cutscenes uh, had me a little bit more excited. So, one uh, thing that worries me about the cutscenes though is the lack of animation. It basically still image with the voices, and it's like mm. the camera moving in on the characters. And I, I really hope that you know the cutscene for whatever it didn't you know excite you. At least it was full animated. You know the characters were actually moving. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that this isn't the final version of these cutscenes because you know the 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 voice. The voiceover was great, and the designs look really good. I, I really like the designs of all these characters, but I would like to see them move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and we're it's still early. I mean, that we don't know. Like, we don't have a time frame for when this game is coming out. I mean, so this might, since this was leaked, this might have this might be just you know story basically essentially storyboarding for right. the game. No mm-hmm. point. And uh, and then they, you know, they later do a full uh, animation of these cutscenes. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm 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 now I'm a little bit. This has my attention now. This was the, before the trailer was not really doing it for me, but this this has my attention. So uh, so we'll we'll keep an eye out for this game. Uh, and yeah, this and this is a full PC and console release so this is not like a you know a, a mobile game or microtransaction heavy uh you know kind of exploit fest so <laughs> hopefully this will this will be good so and it'll be if it's if it's you no know, PS5 and Xbox hopefully it's you know really high quality graphics and all that good stuff so we'll see All right, and now we will move on to our comic review. So this is it. This is the end. We're turning off the lights, walking out the door. The last official IDW publishing Transformers comic. Uh, This is it. Uh, Transformers Shattered Glass 2, issue number five. Written by Danny Lore, art by Guido Guidi. Inks by Matt Frost, colors by John Paul Bove, letters by Jake M. Wood, editor Riley Farmer, and supervising editor David Marriott. All right, we've got four covers. Uh, cover A is Soundwave Confronting the Ghost of Starscream. That's by Andrew Lee Griffith. Cover B is uh, Soundwave Striking a Pose, and that's by L. Kershaw. Cover Retailer Incentive. This is Soundwave the Action Hero with Laserbeak and Ravage. This is by Mark Mayer, uh, our toy designer friend. Mark, he got to he got to do a, a Transformers cover for IDW before they turned the lights out. That's cool. And colors by Reggie Graham. So uh congratulations to Mark for getting your own cover out there. Nice. And uh that's very cool. I think he he talked about that on the stream where there were where they announced the Soundwave figure. Uh, a few months ago so that's very cool and then the retailer incentive of course uh, continues the casey collar uh art covers and this is the the one that's packed in with the toy uh so this is uh you know just a sound wave laser beak and ravage shattering the glass uh, and that's by casey w collar and joanna lafuente has co- on colors so uh then that will round out the idw transformers comic series and looks like there's going to be a 
foil version that the previews didn't really come through well, but mm-hmm. of that Hasbro Pulse cover. Interesting. So I wonder where will that be produced though? Who's, how do you get that one? Hmm. I guess we'll have to see. Okay. Well, let's get into the story. I'll give a summary and then we'll give you our thoughts. I'm not going to say which ones we like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> and that's been yeah. a while since we've done a comic review. We've forgotten everything. It's the only part of the show I get to talk to uh, during. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeremy, why don't you start us off? Which cover did you like? Um, well, I need to definitely, I mean, the Casey one is great. And I got to shout out Mark for, you know, everyone lo- loves Mark and glad he got one. But I think. I'm going to go with the uh, Andrew Griffith one. I, I I like that. And, you know, I love the ghost of Starscream, you know, concept and just, yeah, this one's great. Cool. Apollo, what about you? Which cover do you like here? Um, it was hard for me to pick, actually. I really liked all of them, but um, I am biased because Starscream is my favorite character. <laughs> so um, I pick cover A, um, Andrew Griffith's cover. Like, I do think it relates to the story the most, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Daryl, uh, which cover are you picking? Um, I just, uh, I mean, Andrew's is great. Um, I like the one from uh, the other person. I can't remember who that was, but um, L. Kershaw, right? So I'm, but I'm, I'm going with Marx. Uh, I think Marx is great. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm basically picking it because Marx is just such a, a an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. So, so um, <laughs> and uh, sounds like uh, he get he's 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 checking something off his bucket list by being able to do this. So. I'm uh, I'm just really happy for him. So yeah, yeah, it's a and it's a great picture too. It's not like it's you know it's it, it sucks or anything. It's it's he's he's quite the artist. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm really happy for him and it looks great too. So the the, graf- uh, the graffiti tags, I mean, pretty talented there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's my pick. Uh, I think I'm gonna agree with Daryl and uh, and pick the the Mark Mayer cover. This uh, this. Yeah, this is a this is a cool image. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the graffiti, the graffiti tags and the the kind of stylized image. So it's definitely the more toyetic version of the uh, of Soundwave here. So you know, of course, meant to to highlight the Soundwave shattered glass toy that's coming out. So uh, I think it's it's really cool. And and yeah, congratulations to Mark for getting that cover in. So very cool. Okay, now let's get into the summary of the story, and and then we'll talk about it at the end. Ultra Magnus and the Wreckers are on the verge of triumph. They have successfully reactivated the Titan Metroplex with Starscream Spark and are about to use it to conquer and dominate Cybertron again. At Ground Zero, Megatron, with Soundwave at his side, is making a heroic stand against the evil Autobots. Megatron has been injured and Soundwave tends to his wounds while his cassettes draw the fire of the Autobots. Megatron orders Soundwave to leave him and stop Ultra Magnus before he gains complete control of Metroplex. Soundwave agrees, but as his cassettes escort Megatron to safety while he takes on this mission. 
Before he goes to deal with Ultra Magnus, Soundwave sees a bot trapped under Metroplex's finger and decides to try and help that bot first. But before he can do that, he's attacked from behind by the evil wrecker Springer. But Springer wasted his element of surprise. Now that Soundwave can fight back, he fires a sonic blast that disrupts Springer and knocks him offline, but doesn't kill him. Soundwave, a bot of peace, tries as much as possible not to kill anyone, even the Autobots. Now Soundwave focuses on the bot still trapped under Metroplex's finger. He frees the bot only to discover it's the mercenary Autobot Slicer. Slicer doesn't thank Soundwave for the save and just raises his gun to fire at him. Soundwave avoids the shot and tries to reason with Slicer. Since Soundwave can hear other bots' thoughts, he knows Slicer is having second thoughts about his allegiance. Their exchange is interrupted as Springer regains consciousness and attacks Soundwave again. In an abrupt change of heart, (coughs) Slicer helps Soundwave take Springer out, and Slicer shoots Springer in the face since he has no qualms about killing other bots. Soundwave is surprised but continues to press on his breakthrough. Soundwave realizes Slicer has been listening to his broadcast through Blaster's head, and maybe his words have gotten through to him, so he asks if Slicer will help him end Ultra Magnus's threat. Slicer is quiet for a moment, then agrees. Together, Soundwave and Slicer climb into an opening in Metroplex and deal with the Autobot Wreckers guarding the entrance. As they go deeper into Metroplex, Soundwave asks Wheeljack, oh, not Wheeljack, Slicer, (laughs) I got it confused. Soundwave asks Slicer if there's a chance the procedure Ratchet is performing on Ultra Magnus would fail, so they won't have to face him. But Slicer says that's not likely, since if Ratchet's work put Ultra Magnus in danger, he'd be destroyed by a bunch of angry wreckers. And Slicer wouldn't let Ratchet take that risk. But then they find Ultra Magnus's disembodied leg, which seems to contradict this line of thought. And then they find the rest of Ultra Magnus, who is screaming on the floor in agony. And Soundwave realizes that the thought patterns coming from the bot is not Ultra Magnus at all. It's Optimus Prime. And behind them, they confront Ultra Magnus, now swapped into the body of Optimus Prime, leading the Wreckers and still holding Jetfire prisoner. Slicer and Soundwave are surrounded, and Soundwave puts his hands up. Ultra Magnus staggers in pain as he is still adjusting to being in the new body, but he recovers quickly. He still thinks Slicer is working for him as a double agent and asks if he got good intel from Soundwave. Slicer plays along and agrees, then Magnus slash Prime orders him to execute Soundwave. Since Soundwave can hear Slicer's thoughts, he knows he hasn't betrayed him and is just stalling for time. But before anyone can do anything, Starscream Spark shudders in agony again. As Starscream Spark resonates with Metroplexes, they cause pain back and forth. Soundwave knows he doesn't have much time left to save them. As Starscream's pain causes feedback on Metroplex, Metroplex's entire body rumbles and knocks everyone inside down. Soundwave takes this opening to fight back and surprise the Wreckers. Soundwave and Slicer work together, but they are still significantly outnumbered by the Wreckers. Rodimus takes this opportunity to settle the score and attack Slicer while Soundwave faces Drift. Rodimus realizes he can hurt Slicer even more by blasting his partner Ratchet, which enrages Slicer. Meanwhile, Soundwave realizes he can't stop Drift without hurting him and blasts Drift in the chest, knocking him back. Soundwave grabs one of Drift's swords and flings it through the air right at Rodimus's head, impaling him. He then frees Jetfire and tells them they have to get to Starscream Spark before it's too late. Soundwave and Jetfire get to the control room where Starscream Spark is still connected to Metroplex. Jetfire works to disengage Starscream Spark and remove it safely. Finally, the task is done and Soundwave prepares to pull the final connection. 
When that happens, Metroplex will collapse and return to dormancy, probably killing everyone still trapped inside. So he tells Jetfire to be ready and fly Starscream Spark to safety. As Jetfire escapes with Starscream Spark, Metroplex begins to collapse. Magnus slash Prime finds Soundwave and vows to destroy him for ruining his plans. Magnus slash Prime hits Soundwave several times with his axe and has Soundwave pinned. But before he can strike the killing blow, Magnus slash Prime is blasted from behind and falls out of the opening in Metroplex to the ground far below. Slicer, with a recovered ratchet with him, fired the shot that saved Soundwave. Soundwave thinks he'll never get the chance to thank him as he now focuses on escaping the falling Metroplex. Soundwave would be done for if not for Laserbeak coming back to check on him. Soundwave transforms the tape deck mode so Laserbeak can carry him away to in his talons. Soundwave thanks him for the rescue as he is reunited with the other Decepticons. Soundwave reflects on all that's happened and how there has already been so much death and destruction. But even though the Autobots are not defeated, Soundwave is hopeful for the future of Cybertron. Because for him, Cybertron is worth fighting for. And that is the end of everything. End of Shattered Glass, end of IDW, the end, the end, period. It's over finished. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so I and uh, actually I thought this was a this was a good self-contained sound wave issue. I, I thought that like the, the shattered glass sound wave focusing on him, I thought it was a good end, a, a good story for him. The Shattered Glass series has been a little bit disjointed. I mean, the fact that it had it kept shifting to char- individual characters for you know specifically for the toys, you know, it had to focus on each character for their toy. Um, that kind of made it made the the individual issues kind of disjointed from each other. Uh, the way it drastically shifted focus, like we have no follow up on Flame War from the last issue um, because you know we're not focusing on Flame War; we're focusing on Soundwave. Um, but I, I mean, I still think this this had a good. I mean, the the story felt a little rushed because, like, all I like, I don't, I didn't see any of this like about Ultra Magnus swapping bodies with Optimus Prime. I don't think any of that was really foreshadowed in the previous issues. I mean, you get a a small line where it says like he he did this basically so he could, you know, use Optimus Prime's stature to take over the Autobots. I guess since the Autobots would just think it was still Optimus Prime and they'd follow him because he didn't think they'd follow Ultra Magnus after he uh, after he took over. So, okay. I mean, that's, I guess that's fine. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but okay. Um, and then I, I felt like, uh, it, like at least I got the impression that, that Slicer and Ratchet were a couple in this issue. Like, like Slicer was really devoted to Ratchet, and, the, and I, I also didn't see that in previous issues. So, okay, that that's interesting. I mean, I, I think that's a, a little bit of a callback to Wheeljack and Ratchet being kind of buddy buddy in the G one cartoon. But you know, we're, this is not Wheeljack specifically. This is Slicer. You know, this, he's never he's never Wheeljack in, in Shattered Glass, but whatever. But I mean, I thought that's 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 fine. But it's kind of weird that we don't get kind of any any backstory of that in previous issues. And this is it's kind of like random. Like like why does why does Slicer care so much about Ratchet? It's kind of like you just it's just it's, you just, you're just kind of left with this this implication came out of nowhere. But um, but I mean, it's 
it's uh, you know other than other than that i mean it, the main story was fine i thought the battles were fine it was a little it felt a little rushed um but overall this this shattered glass like i i thought the the first shattered glass series was was overall better than the second one uh this one felt kind of very disjointed and rushed and and not really didn't really fit together as well um I guess when the new when whoever takes over the Transformers comics license in the future, if, if Hasbro decides to do a third run of Shattered Glass figures, maybe we'll get a continuation of the story because, you know, there'll be toy pack ins uh, for the comics. And so, you know, I, I imagine this if, if Hasbro decides to do future Shattered Glass toy releases, this storyline will continue because, you know, it's it's pretty much. Uh, focused on the very focused on the toys. I mean, that more so than than the other Transformers comics have been. Um, so I guess if you're if you're a fan of Shattered Glass, you can look forward to that. Maybe, um, but I guess those are those are my thoughts. Oh, I guess I you know the art, of course. I mean, Guido Guidi and the art, I think, did a great job here, uh, and uh, looked pretty. I mean that this this didn't look like like we mentioned in the last issue the la- the last issue by um Dan Kana felt a little like it the quality wasn't where it usually was but this one feels like it it was pretty done pretty well and didn't have any issues uh, but yeah so uh Apollo uh what did you think I mean I know you you kind of had to do a crash course because you had to read all all the issues at once I, I don't know if maybe since I I, I read them kind of spread out I didn't go back and read all the issues together but did, did you get us did you did it feel disjointed for you or or did the story hang together better reading them all back to back um well I remembered I'd actually read I'd read issue one on the show for the show like a few months ago, but like I reread it anyways, cause it'd been a while. Um, I think it started out really strong, but um, yeah, it was super disjointed. Like I thought it was just really weird. The flame war issue was really different from the other ones. Cause it was talking about like something that had happened in the past and like, you know, Starscream was like still, you know, he hadn't have given his spark yet into Metroplex. So it, like, it was like a whole flashback thing to before like the events of like the first series. So it just didn't seem to make sense to me. Um, you know, I did like the last issue overall. Like I thought there were some really fun things like uh, Soundwave holding a sword. That was really cool. I think there was a lot of love shown towards Soundwave in this issue, like for sure. Um, yeah, the Blaster issue, the one that was focused on him. It, well, is he called Blaster and Shattered Glass? I forget. Yes. Sorry. It's like, I know, like <laughs> I kept doing the same thing as you, Charles, like with a... Um, with Slicer, I was like, oh, Wheeljack. And it's like, no, it's Slicer, even though he looks <laughs> like Wheeljack. But like, um, the blaster issue was okay, but it felt kind of disjointed too, because that was like him, like it was like he had his own like radio show and stuff. Like it was just really weird. Like I um, you know, it just didn't seem to tie into the main story. It really felt like issue one when Ultra Magnus takes over, you know, Optimus Prime's leadership. And then this issue were like the main drivers of the main story, which is really Mm -hmm. weird for me just reading it. Um, 
like, you know, reading it all at once today. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, they were definitely more toy focused. Um, I wasn't seeing that either with um, Ultra Magnus swapping bodies with Optimus Prime. I thought that was really weird because he seemed like um, in the first issue that people were following him. Like he had the records, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of people looked up to him and like, you know, because they thought he was like the re- the one driving like, you know, Optimus Prime's leadership and power so it's like it didn't really make sense to me why he switched bodies like i I thought that was really weird um you know um but no and i liked the last page a lot too i think there's a good message there um you know like i like the art you know like Jetfire holding starscream spark and just like you know i think it's slicer and ratchet together and then um you know, sound wave, like looking into the sunset or whatever it was like, I thought that was really cool. So I thought that was a good way for them to end it. Um, I do think though, like in regards to ending the IDW run with this story, I wish last bot standing would have been released. I felt like that message was, would have been a better note to end the IDW run on, but like, I don't know production schedules for comics. So it just worked out this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're all agreed that last bot standing is a better end point for the IDW universe than, than the shattered glass series. But All right, Daryl, what did you think? Uh, not a huge fan. Uh, I've talked about this the last couple uh, uh, issues, though. Um, <clears throat> the art was the best part of it. And honestly, I, I think it took a step down um, from uh, Guido's previous work. Uh, I look, I was looking through the pages again, just as we were going through them. And I'm like, I honestly, I think it's uh, it's not Guido's best work. I think he's uh, he's done a lot better. Um, so. Yeah, I I think the the um, but the art it still looks good, but it's uh, it, it's I don't know whether it was rushed or something like that. Maybe I mean here we are, it's the middle of December, and uh, they've only got like 15 days left of having the license. So, um, I uh, well, there was I, an I, anchor, so maybe maybe that's maybe it was like he didn't have time because Guido didn't I guess didn't have time to do pencils and inks. He had to they had to have an inker do it. Maybe the book, maybe that changes it. Um, there was a lot of action in the, in the story, which was nice. Um, but, uh, I mean, and and I've talked about it a bunch, but I just, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't particularly care about, uh, the Decepticons being the good guys. Uh, it doesn't make sense in my head. Um, (laughs) so, yeah, uh, I I get the idea that Danny Lore was going for here with the uh, with Optimus, you know, being stuck in in Ultra Magnus's armor, right? Like it fits, you know, because it's the toy, right? Um, but uh, it, yeah, I, I I admittedly I had checked out of this series at like issue two, so uh, I still buy them. So can't get on me for not buying them. I have them all. So, uh, and this one will be no different when it comes out. So I'll have them all. So you can't complain at me for not supporting them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm happy it's done. 
so <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'll say it like, I mean, I said it the last time we, we talked about this. I'm really kind of sad that this is the way it ended. And I mean, Apollo kind of said the same thing, but um, this is not the best Transformer story. Um, and I, I really wish they'd gone out on something better. Uh, I mean, if I, if the last auto last spot standing was the only other choice, then that's, that's good. But there, um, that, that is the better choice, but there, there are so many others and it pisses me off that the one shot that we are learning more and more about kind of as the weeks go on, uh, was canceled. Cause that just seems like it was just going to be just an epic story. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, Jeremy, we'll wrap it up with you. You get to shut the door on the IDW universe. <laughs> All right. Um, I I thought it was overall enjoyable. Uh, I like this take on Soundwave for the Shattered Glass stuff. Um, interesting adding like the mind reading thing. Uh, I thought that was a, a, um, a nice trait for him to have. I mean, I think it's kind of he's had it off and on maybe in other stories or maybe it was just, I don't know. It, it seems a little bit familiar, but I like the way it was executed here. Um, but I don't know it. I have to agree with what a lot of, a lot of what you guys said. It, it's not exceptional. I mean, it's, it's a decent story for what it is, but yeah, it, it's, it's not a good ending for everything. And I, I wish it, I wish last spot standing had been like they had swapped in their, um, their order. Um, and we can't really even blame the toys for the delay. Cause this has been out for a while. Like people that got the sound figure have had this comic in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Oh, the art I thought was, was pretty good. Um, the inks definitely weren't nearly as heavy as the last issue. And I think that did help some. Uh, one thing I just, as I was reading through it um, again, I realized that there's this one panel. I don't know if it'll come through on my iPad here, but where Metroplex and Starscream are screaming, that is like the underbase, um, like an homage to the underbase Starscream. Mm. Um, thought that was pretty cool um but I, it, it was okay um there was a couple panels with tailgate in it and he got a name drop so you know yay for tailgate <laughs> um he was a wrecker apparently yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it it was i don't know like i guess it was just it was okay and I, I wish it had been much better, but I, I think there was a lot of time constraints. Um, and, you know, like you said, with, with the inker being added, that that's not something typically done these days. So um, the colors were great. JP did an amazing job. Uh, you know, that was really good. I like the use of the green skies and, it just the the mood from the art and the colors was good. So now I guess we just we wait to see what happens next. Um, if you, 
Oh, I did. I was reminded on Discord. Uh, someone was asking about the digital copies. Um, when the license goes away, you know, you, you want to make sure you get the digital copies, but I guess you're not going to be able to get backups of the more recent stuff. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't disappear from your library, but cross your fingers. And if you have those older versions um, that you can't get backups of, get your backups. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good PSA. So, yeah, everyone download those download those DRM free backups from Comixology if you if you have these Transformers comics. I believe if you have it through Humble Bundle, that shouldn't be affected. But still, yeah, you know, download your digital copies if you have them just to be sure. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay, well, uh, that's our review of Transformers Shatterglass 2, issue number 5. And that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, again, as we uh, we end the show, we give a, sh- a shout-out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are the people who continue to support us at our highest level on Patreon. And so we really appreciate that. And that's why we give them our, their due in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forex Levengood and Demotech82. You guys rock. And, uh, of course, uh, before we go, I want to give, uh, uh, just remind you of our Toy Hacks code. We've got a promo code at Toy Hacks. You can get 15% off your entire order at Toy Hacks. Uh, go to toyhacks.com and use our code TM1234. Again, that code is TM1234. And you can get anything that Toy Hacks has for 15% off. So get some labels, get some stickers, get some accessories, anything you want with Toy Hacks and uh, check it out. All right. Uh, now, uh, before we go, of course, want to thank you again, Apollo, for hanging out with us this week. Uh, anything, any shout outs you want to give and uh, what do you want to show us? Uh, tell everyone where they can find you online where they can yeah. get access to your stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's the end of an era with IDW. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's very bittersweet. So um, thanks for having me on for this special episode. So you can find me on social media, at Instagram and Twitter at RoboApollo. I'm also on, I forgot to mention this in the toy show, um, Mastodon too. So I'm on there. Um, but I'm mostly active now in the transmissions discord server. You can go to transmissions.com slash discord to podcast podcast. Sorry. I forgot that. <laughs> like, let's do a redo. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash discord to join the transmissions discord. That's where I'm mostly active now. Um, it's a good group of people on that server who are very positive and very helpful and knowledgeable and friendly. So if you want like a really nice environment to talk about transformers in, I really highly recommend that you join the discord. Awesome. Yeah. You plug it better than we do. So thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a really a good place, you know, especially with how social media has been the last 
you know, especially like Twitter, for example, like the last month and a half, you know, it's yeah. been really refreshing being in the discord. Great. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to, to hear that's a positive experience and, and uh, yeah, so uh, we want to keep it that way. Yeah. So yeah, everyone who's listening, come hang out. And if anyone does have a, a problem, it's Daryl's technically the owner of the server. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a great group of people in there. So it's awesome. Yeah. Transformers transmissions Discord isn't a place, it's a people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks again for watching and listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.